This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have arrived in Quintown. Juniper was caught sneaking in, so she's facing the townsfolk alone. Butthole convinced Quinny his people would only be safe if they were all moved into the fortress, and Quinny arrived at his parents' front door. Can our heroes win over the locals, and can Quinny's parents forgive him for running away? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Quinny, you are being hugged by your mom. You haven't seen her in uh, about 14 years. She thinks you're dead. <laughs> um, and uh, you can hear uh, more rapid uh, hustle and bustle behind her as uh, your father, Ford, begins to like you know, clumsily stumble through the house saying, oh, yeah, hey, you think you see our our, our lad out there? Well, uh, I got to tell you, hon, he's, uh, we've been over this. He's, you know, he's a real big hero, and uh, heroes don't just, oh, Paylor's pointed hat, it's our boy. Um, and then he just kind of, like, jumps in behind and is, <laughs> is like, hugging around her uh, and also hugging you. Uh, Quinny, how's this all, how do you react to this? How are you feeling about all this? Uh, I think that, like, impossibly long amount of time between her mom opening the door and her finally kind of recognizing me and, and, and holding me uh, was thinking about like, kind of like, Hey guys, I'm home. Kind of like, you know, try to try to make it fun or funny, which is all it like immediately seemed like a bad idea. But I, as soon as she put, her arms around me, uh, I think uh, that all just goes away and then just crying, just tears. My arms come up and I grab my parents and yeah. Um, So they're a mess. Uh, They're just like crying and confused. Uh, And then all of a sudden your mom stops and kind of like pushes you back a little bit. Says, now dear Quinny, I raised you good. So if you're one of them walking dead folks, you got to tell me. It's, uh, uh, cause if you are, uh, you're still welcome to hang, we'll figure it out, but, uh, it seems only fair that you let us know right now so we can just adjust <laughs> our, uh, our expectations here. Quinny, like wiping tears from his good eye, um, just, uh, <laughs> uh kind of chuckles and, and says, um, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not undead. Uh, but, um, you know, you heard right. I, I was, uh, killed um i'm i was just brought back by some friends um through sort of less nefarious means um and it's, it's me this is this is my body this is me and she kind of like puts her hands on both side of uh, sides of your face um and she says uh like just like with quivering lip kind of pats you on the side of the face and says well yeah there, there's a good boy Quinny. I'm, I'm glad you're not uh one of them uh walking dead guys but hey w- wait a minute who said your friends brought you all the way back from the dead? Well, where the heck are they? You can't just be coming around here, coming back from the dead, and not expect us to throw a party for your friends. They brought our Quinny back. And Ford's like, you know, your mom's got a point there. Eh? It's kind of a little bit, uh, well, i got to say, I'm a little disappointed there, Quinny. Uh, well, I mean, one of them is just out here. Um, 
and literally like Ford just kind of like walks yeah. out and starts like squinting and looking around. Um, and uh, Ginny like dives behind a pumpkin because she's not really sure what's <laughs> going on or if she's supposed to be here for this. Right. Um, uh, butthole, you, you see this happen. Yeah. But Unfortunately, you can... Crendon is still standing there with his hands tied together because yeah. he's been dragged along and he was not quite so swift. <laughs> so, like, oh, uh, well, well uh, uh, hi there, sir. Uh, That's not him. Butthole, can you please say hi? Can take off the ring? Or oh yeah, yeah, I can off? do that. Uh, and Butthole just takes off the ring, so there's just like giant gold-clad uh, Butthole there with his wolf, uh, and he's like, "Hello, I'm Butthole. It's nice to meet you." Well, I guess King Butthole would be more accurate, but just uh. Nice to meet you. You you've raised a very fine boy. Um, and uh, Ford just blushes at that. Like he's he's real chuffed. Uh, and he does a half bow, half curtsy. Um, and uh, you can see Penelope is just Quinny giving you a look that you often give, uh, usually to Goblin Junior of just kind of like this fucking guy. <laughs> um, as as Ford like tries desperately to fit a courtly mode. Yeah. Um, and uh, she just kind of shoves, like, pats you on the side, kind of shoves you out of the way. And she just goes over and just gives you a huge hug, butthole. Um, oh, and uh, you tell she's uh, she's crying again. She's just like, uh, th- thank you for bringing our boy back. Uh, it's been uh, it's been real hard here without him. I can only imagine. I sort of had a breakdown when he died and became an atheist for a bit. And I'm a cleric, so that was a long walk. But I had to get him back, and, you know, I love him too, and he helped me find myself. So I'm glad to bring him home to you. Um, and, uh, again, more more smiles and tears. Now, like, Ford is clinging to you, Quinny. Like, he didn't get a full hug. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, So he's, he's giving you that as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm right in there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he just he, – he kind of, like, looks at your eye patch and um, – just kind of nods sadly. I think he he perhaps more than Penelope recognizes the hardship you've been through, um, and kind of like looks at the scar and the the eye patch and just kind of nods and says, uh, "Seems like you've uh, seems like you kind of been through it there, eh, lad?" Yeah, it um, it's not all been great out there, Dad. Yeah, um, yeah. It's okay, boy. You're home now. Um, and he just like goes back. He just gives you like one of those. Maybe what you need is just a hug. Hugs. Yeah. Where, like he isn't like asking you any more about it. It's just kind of giving yeah. you a solid, uh, a solid hug. But also that those words kind of like really hurt to hear because that's not that's not what's going on here. I'm not that I'm not back um, like that. We. Uh, we need to go. Every everyone in everyone in Cornucopia needs to go. We uh, it's not safe anymore, um, and uh, we need we need folk like you to help kind of take back the world. Um, and you know I can't lose you guys, um, so I'm not here to stay. I'm here to get you. And um, you seem kind of dart his eyes back to the house and like this is one of those houses that has been in the brown barrow family like all of these farms yep are just like ancestral farms through and through and through um and i think uh well i mean you can answer this for me did you often talk to that was, was it kind of like a not in in the same tone perhaps but was it kind of a luke wanting to go like join up with the empire or the rebellion anything to get him off tattooing kind of thing or did you just when you decided to go, just kind of go. It was not the latter. There was, I think, for a long time, a buildup and sort of a romantic idea of adventure out there in the wider world. And that this place was too small for Quentin mm. Brownbarrow um, and his potential. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then this is a conversation you've likely had. Yeah. You know that um, Ford, like... He knows where his funeral plot is out behind the house. It's where it's near, you know, his his parents and their parents, and like, yeah, we're just you know, stacking them back there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, uh, there's a joke about them, like, you know, the border of the pumpkin patch is like, you know, the brown barrows are the fence. Like, we'll we'll you know make sure that, yeah, we'll 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 keep you know we'll we'll keep the garden tended, um, no matter what, um, 
And you know that the idea of that uh, not only scares him, but like kind of runs contrary to his his very nature. Um, so uh, he he looks looks at the house, um, uh, looks at Penelope, um, kind of looks back to you, and and um, he nods, not in like a yeah okay way, but just in kind of like an I acknowledge what you're saying, Wayne says, uh, yeah, all right, well, uh, best to come in. We have some tea then and we can, uh, well, this might be a two pot kind of, kind of dilemma, I think. Um, and, uh, so he starts to make his way back in, uh, and then he stops and turns around and says, Oh, um, actually I might need to make a third. Um, Listen, uh, there's someone we should probably be telling you about. Uh, you mean Ginny? God, please reaches, don't say the name of another child. <laughs> butthole reaches into the bushes and just kind of pulls Ginny out and kind of shoves her into sight. Uh, and she just goes, uh, hey, um, Gammy and, and, and Gramps and um, Penelope just gives her a look. She says, now, Ginny, what have I been telling you about uh, trying to change the way you talk so you sound like fancy folks, hmm? It's not, uh, it's not how we brown barrels do it. She says, yeah, Graham's and all. Um, <clears throat> but um, if you're going to be the, the world's greatest thief and um, like they both roll their eyes and uh, Ford actually just points. Uh, well, no, because they think you're a hero, so he wouldn't do that. Um, Ford uh, just says, now's really not the time. to." Well, at least you, you, you've got that all sorted out. Um Look, we really should have some tea. And you can tell he's like, he's getting so agitated because yeah. this problem cannot be solved without a warm, comfortable beverage. So he says, yeah. uh, um, and he's kind of like looking to you for confirmation that, yes, we can just have tea. Yeah, we can have a quick cup. But honestly, like there is time is of the essence here. Um, we'll have a we'll have a lot of time to catch up, you know, uh, but it, it won't all be spent here. Yeah, he's kind of dancing around the issue. There's an army of mercenaries that are kind of looking for us and, by extension, you. Uh, and they saw us a, a ways back. And um, he, he grows sort of grim. And he says, hmm, iced tea then. Um, and he just wa- waves you in. Um, and uh, with that, you all pile into the Brown Barrow home um, for for a quick tea. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. 
This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dumb Dumbs and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! Juniper, a small halfling wearing a a long, very worn blue coat, uh, wearing just proper kind of like pinstripe pants. And, you know, he's got like one of those little little vests uh, that are so popular in period pieces. Um, Long um, gray beard with still just a bit of a bit of the black kind of almost around his mouth. So just still a a little bit of uh, of kind of the uh, the the streaks of what, what his hair must have been. Uh, and otherwise, just proper toilet seat bowl uh, going on up top. Just chrome dome with Excellent. like a spike, like a shock of white hair uh, at the sides. Um, he's wearing uh, glasses, um, big, heavy sort of gold rim glasses uh, that uh, make his eyes seem a little bit uh, too large. Um, <clears throat> and uh, his mustache sort of twitches as he uh, as he walks towards you um, using a uh, a very um, ornately carved uh, wooden cane uh, that is um, carved in uh, the sigil of of kind of the two uh, twisting snakes uh, that have a really cool name that I never remember um, that we use for medical stuff all the time. Uh, I believe the Greek <laughs> yeah. term was twisty snakos. Uh, so he's got a twisty snakos yeah. cane. Doctor uh, Snake. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh he uh shuffles uh sort of shuffles up uh looks to the sword looks to you and says uh well uh hey there uh we don't see uh well many travelers come through these parts uh let alone any with swords so you'll have to excuse our initial reluctance to come over and say hello i promise we are very very hospitable people uh I heard you cry out in pain a little earlier, and I just wanted to make sure you were doing okay. Oh, well, thank you for such hospitality. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I just tried to do a thing that I forgot I, I can't do a lot anymore, and then it kind of hurt, and then I yelled. Um, do you need help? I'm a paladin. Oh. And I well, can, like, heal people. Well, that's... Very kind of you. I happen to be a physician myself. Uh, and then he kind of like pushes the glasses up his nose a bit and says, you, you didn't come here to run me out of business, did you? 
No, 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 no. So all I, I can do is them. normal doctoring with bandages <laughs> and, and knowledge. But if, if you've got magical powers, oh, well, okay. Um, Listen, I'll need some time to pack up my shop, but uh, this, not, nothing of it's right sort. over there. It'll be a little no, small nothing, for you. You can make it nothing, bigger, though, if you need to. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Sheriff Juniper. Um, uh, long story. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm here with some other friends. We're kind of passing through. There might be some others. I, I think Juniper just like doesn't know how much like she should say about like oh we want to take all of you you know back and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I think um, I think she'll let Quinny handle that one and or Butthole if he must. Um, so I think she says I I I've, just be here a while. I, literally just here to help. If if you don't want my help, I I can. Oh, uh, I'm happy to have help. I, you know just. Paladins and such with all the magic and the mystics, you know, sometimes can just make a humble small town doctor feel a little outclassed, you know. It's, uh, it's not a big deal, it's just a deal, is all. So, uh, name's Dr. Shinbone. Um, I know uh, you're, you're uh, Miss Juniper, I understand, yes? Yeah, I'm, I'm Sheriff. Sheriff Juniper. You can just oh, call well, me Juniper. Oh, well, for on a first name basis, you can call me Henry. Henry Shinbone's the name. Uh, so I'll use your first name too, Sheriff. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, she got doctor's office. Juniper's like, so doesn't know what to do. It's like, for her, it's just like, I think it's been a while since, um, she's kind of been going around by herself town to town mm -hmm. as she was for a long time. And it's like, um, there's kind of an uncertainty. It's like, well, okay, she's this chief justice. I mean, is she like preaching the moon ma'am? And it's like, what, what's going on? So I think she's just kind of like, okay, I know how to heal people. I'm just going to play to my strengths right now. Uh, sure. Until someone else tells me what to do. <laughs> so uh, Dark Shinbone says, um, oh, well, okay. Uh, why don't you come on down to the clinic? Uh, don't have anyone coming in today, but uh, who knows? Someone might bump a knee or... You know, cut themselves on some farm equipment, and uh, it's always nice to have a little bit of assistance. Hmm? But uh, come on, please, at the very least, we can get you some refreshments. You've probably been on the road for a bit. Hey, uh, did you get bit by any of those uh, undead critters out there? Uh, you, you heard it all? You need any bandages? Uh, local um, local aids? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. okay. All right. That's, uh, Thank you, though. No, have they been, do they bite people? Oh, they bite, they hit, they slam, you know, uh, those are the, uh, the things they seem to do, but, uh, you know, nothing, uh, a little antiseptic and a little bandage can't fix. Well, unless they, you know, get you, in which case, uh, well, I guess that's more your domain than mine. Uh, can't really bring anyone back from, uh, from the great beyond, more just treating the folks who are still here, you know? I be ne neither can I, so let's, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Although I have a friend who can do that, so... Whoa, friends Anyways. in high places. Uh, hey, um, that's a mighty nasty-looking gash on your arm there. Are you sure you're okay? Any points to the uh, the the bite you got? <laughs> it's like, oh, right. I su I suppose I did. You, it's been a day. Oh, I understand. All right, well, come on and, down and to I, the office. Let's take a look at you. She does as she's moving. She lays on hands on herself. Okay, cool. Um, so you regain, uh, how much do you, you get to choose how I'm much you regain? I'm going to regain 10. I have oh a my. well of 70. Dang. So. And Tom, the twisting snake thing is called the caduceus. Oh, uh, the caduceus. Take that classics degree. Pointing at the degree <laughs> I have on the wall that clearly taught me nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as I said, like a, a, a snake-o, snake-o spin. You're, uh, obviously you're, you're feeling, uh, Certainly feeling better, um, uh, Juniper. Although, admittedly, it wasn't giving you that much, that much angst. Yeah. Um, however, um, the even though the wound um, seals over, um, it's still very visible. Well, this is new. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's go. Let's go take a look. I got magnifying glasses back at the doctor shack. All right. I think as we go, we'll just be like, I mean, have you have you seen anything like this before? 
Bites? Oh, yes. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at um, the Brown Barrel. Oh, no. I just did math on this. Oh, no. Okay, keep going, Tom. But oh, no. <laughs> um, back at the Brown Barrel yeah. Estate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You've been welcomed in for it's iced be great. tea. <laughs> um, so... Uh, your uh Quinny, what is uh what is the the inside of uh your your home look like uh the uh the front door leads directly into the kitchen that also has the like kitchen table in it um where all the meals are are prepared and and eaten um <coughs> that's also the biggest room in this house uh cuz it kind of serves like two purposes in one um uh so it's all it's all halfling sized which is you know going to be tricky for for butthole and possibly even goblin junior uh to kind of navigate because as you mentioned it is it is not cluttered with on anything that like sort of makes it seem like there's an air of disorganization or anything like that but it is generations of yeah <laughs> knickknacks crafts uh dishes other pieces of like whittled furniture like everything here was made by hand uh in some ways that's clearer than others um and also there's a degree of sort of ongoing repairs and maintenance to this home as well nothing here is is kind of newly purchased uh it's either furnished from from hand from wood and things like that or it's being maintained and updated and and things like that um so the kitchen is is like it's all i like the word homey i guess kind of really kind of captures it's it's such such a broad stroke but it really is like oh people have lived here for generations kind of thing and a lot of this stuff has been passed down from generation to generation and just been kind of carefully maintained um or replaced to the best of anyone's abilities kind of over the years Mm -hmm. um uh through the kitchen out the other kind of uh doorway um is sort of like a living room there it's just a, a couple of chairs with like a smaller table and then from that uh it branches off in north east and west uh doorways for different uh smaller rooms you can't really see but they're they're bedrooms gotcha or or rooms that could be bedrooms but have been repurposed for other things as well okay Cool. So um, certainly a very warm atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think given Quinny what you've just asked uh, of your father, uh, just again, the weight of, of the generational baggage of this space um, mm-hmm. is, uh, is indeed a heavy one. Um, so you're all kind of gathered around. I think uh, they try and keep everyone kind of to that, that central space you were, you were describing, Tyler, just to make sure that, you know, Everyone can hear. Um, immediately, the brown barrows go to work, like putting together like a you know quick plate for you. Um, uh, you know, hospitality obviously being a value that uh, the brown barrows and seemingly all of uh, Quinton slash Cornucopia value rather highly. Um, so very quickly, some food, food and drink are, are kind of placed out, and um, you're all kind of gathered around. Um, and again, very cramped quarters, but um, cozy ones. And uh, uh, Ford says, yeah, okay. So uh, I think, and he kind of like brings over Penelope. He's like, uh, Queenie's got some uh, kind of heavy stuff on his mind. So let's uh, let's have a little chat. Um, and he just like slides the iced tea over to you. And he looks kind of at the sweating jug uh, on the table. Yeah. Says, um but no time's tight, so uh, we'll try and keep it to one. But if we need more, we'll make more. So <laughs> let's talk about it. Uh, you're saying we we needs to go. Everybody, everybody here needs to needs to go. I I wanted to come and see you and tell you myself, let you know I was alive. I I'm so sorry about about that. You you not knowing that I was back or not knowing what had happened to me after I left. Um, I wanted to come here first, but the broader kind of reason I'm here is to make sure you're all safe. I'm something of 
well, we, and I look to butthole as I say this, as we are somewhat considered to be enemies of the necromancers that have done this to everyone. Um, we just found out that a, uh, a band of mercenaries we once dealt with are in the area now and they're hell-bent on revenge. Uh, there are, there's a, a cabal of elemental royals that have summoned some kind of nature god who's also breathing down our necks. Uh, I mean, we, we just busted out of hell. I'm sure we didn't make some friends in that process either. Uh, there's a, uh, there's, there's a lot that's kind of been going on that unfortunately butthole myself and a few other people are kind of at the center of that now that we're known to these dangerous people and this town is named after me and people know that I'm alive, they might come here to hurt you in order to hurt me. And I can't have that. I need you to be safe. I need everyone here to be safe. So we have a safe place, but we need to get everyone, everyone there. And uh, your mom sort of nods and says, you know, we've been having a bit of a tough time around here too, Quinny. Uh, the pumpkin rot was pretty bad this season. And, uh, you know, we had to make that big barrier of trees to keep all the uh, undead fellas out. So, you know, you're not the only one with problems there, boy. But uh, I understand. Uh, it does seem like quite quite a bit. Uh, are these uh, these uh, angry uh, mercenary fellows after you? Are they, uh, are they the ones from, uh, oh, gosh, uh, What'd you call it there? Uh, Waterdeep, uh, where you're the big the big hero. Uh, no, they're a traveling band of mercenaries. They, I guess, came from Neverwinter. And the camera just pans over, and you see butthole like Gandalf sized in the shower, <laughs> Shire, but even bigger because he's even broader. And next to him's Crendon. Ginny's between them for some reason, looking <laughs> yeah. much smaller. Butthole's just like. Yeah, they came from Neverwinter after we liberated it from their tyranny, uh, and now they're here. So it's not yeah. great. Uh, and oh gosh! The thing about Waterdeep is, you know, Riker, Avalon Riker, the man who came to see you and and, and tell you. Oh that yeah, I, your your boss, Mister Riker. He, he said um, you were his best employee. Well, that's kind of cool of him, given who he actually is. Um, he's the. Uh, former leader of the thieves guild um i was not a town guard i was a a thief who became legendary after i died and like butthole you feel um Ginny just kind of like tense up a little bit um and looking over she's like her poker face is actually pretty solid for someone raised in a very small town but like edges of her lips are definitely like fighting against a smile at this um and just you know she already had confirmation that what she the rumors she'd heard were true but this is really a a, a cool thing for her uh because we're already touching butthole will subtly give her guidance to be able to hide uh her thrill at this so she can still be excited but he doesn't need her becoming the center of this this feels like a <laughs> quinian parents moment yeah 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 um totally it just sinks back into teenage disdain uh just like like smooth as smooth as silk um there's a pang in butthole's heart because he really wished someone had been able to do that for him when he was a teenager <laughs> in like terrible family situations um so uh ma Brownbarrow, uh penelope um uh she however is is looking grim at this yep. um like a little bit ashen faced uh stern and like it's a look that doesn't often it's a cloud that doesn't often cross her features but when it does um it, it means something. She just says, so, so it, he was, gosh, God, you're saying it was all a lie. I'm saying a lot of the details were a lie. The broader strokes were true. I, I did die. No, um, no, not worried about that. That Avalon Riker guy, he was a thief. Yeah, he was like the king of the thieves. And she turns around and she she like wheels on Ford. She's like, I told you he took my spoons. I told you. And you wouldn't believe me. Oh, no. Not a captain of the Waterdeep Guard. He'd never take my spoons. But I told you he took me good spoons. Mm. Turns back around. She's like, uh, I am sorry there, Quinny. Uh, it's a little uh, disagreement that uh, married people have after uh, long bouts. Uh, 
Well, I'm glad. I, I, it's, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed to hear you weren't uh, some great hero and all, but... Actually, know, he was a great hero. That's the one thing. He's so humble, he makes everything sound like what he does just makes problems. But no, he <clears> saved <throat> the, the Thieves' Guild from being taken over by a tyrant. He liberated Neverwinter and then sent a mercenary force to liberate Waterdeep, so he's actually the savior of both. Uh, he just saved Hell from being taken over by a maniac who sent all the zombies up here. Like, Quiddy's doing pretty good on the scale of being a hero. Um, kind of, you know take what I'm saying and what he's saying together is I, I've made some messes and I'm cleaning them up. Uh, and this situation that I've unfortunately put you all in is kind of my latest mess that I'm trying to make right here. That's really the long and short of it, guys. It's not really a, it's not really a conversation. You need to pack up. We need to go. Um, and uh, at this, she just kind of nods and there's a little smile on kind of the corner of her, her lip. Um, and she just kind of pats the side of your face and says, uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Butthole there. Um, I think maybe I wasn't clear. I, I always knew that, uh, our, our little, uh, our little Quentin here was going to grow up to, uh, to do something good. Uh, we always knew he was a hero, whether or not it was, you know, just around here, uh, or, or out in the world. Uh, that was never a question really. It's just useful to know the, uh, the details, you know, um, Ford on the other hand has crossed his arms. And um, he he just uh, he looks at his half drunk iced tea, <laughs> just clearly knowing this is not enough tea to solve this this particular issue. Mm -hmm. And um, he says, uh, "Well, it sounds like uh, you know a lot of you guys are from uh, lots of different places, and you, you've had lots of uh, big big adventures. Uh, I hope you got to meet Paylor. I hear he's 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 a cool guy uh, down there in hell, eh? But um, you know." The Brown Barrow family, uh, you know, when I married into that family, uh, when I married uh, Penelope here uh, and uh, got to come live here on this farm, uh, I made sure to promise all, all her relatives and her that, uh, you know, we'd take care of the place and that we'd do the Brown Barrow name right. Um, and, you know, uh, I was never too close uh, to my folks or uh, to my roots. This is uh, this is the first real, real sense of family I had. So um, I'm real sorry, but... Uh, I got to make good an oath's an oath, oh, and uh, I made no, no come no, on, Quinny. I made an oath, and you know I'm I'm no great hero going to hell and back and liberating things and That's not what this is. I know what else. I, well, what's it about? You Quinny? have to go. You guys yeah. got to go. Yeah. Do you fight for things you believe in, there, boy? <sighs> yes. Do you fight for things you believe in. Yeah. Good. Yes. So do I. And so I believe in this here pumpkin patch. We can grow pumpkins anywhere, Dad. Not these pumpkins. These pumpkins grow here, Quinny. That's why they're the best dang pumpkins. I'm sorry. And he turns it up. He's like, sorry for the strong language, dear. But these are the best dang pumpkins dang. <laughs> in the region. And that's because we grow them right here. And the soil's good. And the sun's good. And it's a good place to grow up. You of all people should know that. Dad, I don't think you fully understand the situation you're in here. We fought people that were also wolves and tigers on the way here. Okay? Oh, my. So it's, I will help you pick up the excuse my language, mom, the fucking dirt if it means planting your ass and these pumpkin seeds somewhere safe. Uh, can you roll? I think I'm going to go with... This, this feels more like intimidation than persuasion. It really does, know. but yeah. I also don't think there's any threat here because you can't yeah. really pick them up. You're too small. No, um, I, I said I'd help him pick up the dirt if that's his yeah, so sticking I guess, point. I guess persuasion is the way we go. <laughs> is it a saving throw because you're so desperate to win them all? Because yeah, I'm losing my temper? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a roll. Let's look at those modifiers. Uh, so we're saying persuasion? Yeah. Man, that's uh, Tevin. Uh, Tevin. Ten. Ten. <laughs> um, a little bit he, of uh, he He just kind of narrows his eyes. Um, you can also tell that, unfortunately, um, your mother's also on the fence about this. Uh, as you've always known, like, these are these are small town people through and through, and they, they really believe in, in this place and its value. Um, you get the sense that your mom probably isn't going to be as, as bullheaded about kind of her family history. It doesn't matter as much to her as it does to Ford, but given... Uh, given his own history, this this does this does matter to him. And I mean, you know, he always kind of there was always talk of the legacy and everything else. But between you and Ginny, it seems like no one is really going to pick up the slack on this farm. So there's probably also a bit of that, which is you know, you all have fancy new ways, but my my ways are are my ways, and I'd rather die here than 
elsewhere. Um, what uh, what do you do to try and convince them? Um, I I think I after that little outburst, I kind of like calm down. I take a big fucking gulp of iced tea. Uh, it's really good. I it's haven't so good. had yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Like they do it up time. proper. Yeah, um, and I. I like half slam, half place the glass down. You know what I mean? Where you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, put it down. Um, and I, I just kind of present my argument once again in like just being as diplomatic as I can, just saying, "Dad, uh, tradition and honoring oaths does not matter if." If this place and everyone who stays here is burnt to the ground, no one will no one will remember this. Okay, the legacy, uh, family, that kind of stuff only carries on if you live and take care of your family and take care of your your oaths. Uh, okay, so you promised you promised some folks that you would be a dedicated and hardworking farmer and that you would, you would live a, a, a simple, but, but, but a pure life, whatever that means to you, right? Do that somewhere safe. This, this, this is not going to, the way things are right now is not how it's going to be. Um, and he kind of looks at you and he says, uh, you know, by it's an interesting uh, choice of words uh, coming in here and talking about taking care of family. And he, he kind of like looks at Ginny um, in the back at you. And he says, uh, and you know, you're, you're, you're talking about all this. Uh, yeah, no one else will remember. I might get that. No one's going to remember me. That's not, it's not really a big deal. What is a big deal is, I made an oath and I'll remember if I go wherever you want to go, I'll remember that I broke that oath. Okay. This discussion is not over. I have to go. I have to talk to some other people, but dad, one thing you need to understand is that I am right. And the only thing that's going to change is how long it takes for you to realize that and how many people will get hurt beforehand. Cause I'm doing the best I can to protect you. And the more you fight me on this, the harder it's going to be. And I, I'm far from perfect. And I honestly and truly hate to say this, but I might, I might not be able to save everyone. The more pushback I get on this. So mom, please talk to dad. Um, I have to go. And now address the rest of cornucopia and try to get an evacuation underway because once again, the fucking apocalypse is coming. It's already outside those trees and it's coming here because this place is named Quintown. Um, and they both like, despite how angry everyone is, are both like still a little chuffed that that's true. <clears throat> I stand up from the table finish my drink because it is delicious. Uh, and I say, uh, I'll see you around the way. And I, I go out the door. Um, butthole. Is there anything else you would try and do after Quinny steps out? Uh, you have kind of a few moments where you're just kind of with the family and Ginny and of course, Crendon Longtime beloved NPC Crendon. Yeah. Love him. Good. <laughs> Good guy, big fan. Uh, if Crendon dies, we riot. <laughs> Six seasons and a Crendon. Well, thank you for the iced tea. Uh, your son is a friend of the crown, and obviously so are you now. Uh, clearly, Ford bow, bow curtsies again badly. I, I give oh, the halfling that he bows to no one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't pray to Moonhammer, so I don't know Paylor's rules about bowing. Um, but... Uh, Butthole will just say, if we could protect the land, but move you away for a while 
and then bring you back. Would that be of interest? Um, and uh, Penelope like shoots him a very quick look. She says, uh, "I mean, forty. We have been talking about uh, you know, getting away on uh, one of them dare vacations. So, and he grits his teeth because this is clearly true, but not what he meant. He meant we'll go down the way a bit." hang out at a different place that's within eyesight of this place and then come back possibly the same day. Um, you roll me a uh, persuasion there, Ryan. Yeah. I'll give you advantage because you're promising them something very reasonable that is within your power to offer. Ish. Cool. <clears throat> that is a 23. 23. Um, all right. They, um, they seem swayed by this and, uh, they, uh, um, Penelope, obviously, kind of understanding everything that's at play here, just says, uh, "It's a, it's a very nice uh, offer, there, uh, your, your Highness. As long as I think, um, you know, uh, the farm and, and all the farms around here are, are safe for folks to come back. You know, this is really the only life any of us have ever really wanted. So, you know, there's not much life for us if if this is all gone. Uh, but." Uh, what what you're saying makes sense to me. Um, may, maybe there's a way we can we can do what uh, what uh, Quinny there needs, and and also not not lose everything we've worked so hard to build. Excellent. Do you have a, a king or a country that this area has sworn an oath to? Uh, and they both kind of like bashful at this, just like, uh, no, we're 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 just a proud free folk. That's uh, that's kind of our deal. Uh, you know we. We have a mayor uh, who gets elected, uh, you know, every season. Um, mayor uh, Mutter, Mayor Butter Brown uh, is uh, currently uh, heading up the town. Four mayors a year. I mean, sometimes it's the same mayor, but okay. you know, election every season. Goddamn, it's quite democratic. Brendan was so curious. They're farmer folk. They, uh, you know, right. harvest. When do they get work done? They're just always this, campaigning. Always. <laughs> I feel like if it's the same guy every year, it may be a pretty quick election. Um, yeah, so there are two people stand up behind a barrel, and one of them's like, hey, well, I was thinking maybe we could grow more crops. The other one's like, me too, but different. And they're like, mm, I don't know if I like that different. We're going with the first guy. I like different. Different. Say, the, the two parties are just same and different. Yeah, <laughs> just raise yeah. hands. And honestly, I vote, yeah. I vote different. And, and then they have a barn <laughs> dance. Like, it's really just an excuse for barn dances. Um now, admittedly, there are also super packs to consider, but generally yeah. speaking, it's just two speeches and then a barn dance. Yeah, corn is free speech. They determined in a local vote. Um, all right, that answers the questions that that I had, and I will do everything I can to keep your people safe and to make this all as easy as possible. If either of you need anything or hear something that surprises you or have any sign of danger, don't hesitate to come to us. Oh uh, yeah, okay. That that sounds pretty reasonable. But I, I gotta say, I mean, I, it still sounds to me like you know, if these these mean fellows are after you, uh, sounds like we should be trying to protect you. Do, do you need somewhere to hide for a bit, or uh, you know, we could smuggle you out on a cart or something? Maybe he looks down at these two adorable halfling farmers offering to protect him from the armies of Aka and says, "I think I'm good for now." But if we do need a favor, we will let you know. Let's just agree if either of us could use help from the other or sees anything weird, we'll send word. Yeah, it sounds pretty reasonable to me. Um, meanwhile, uh, Juniper, you have made it into the office of uh, Doc Shinbone. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's looking over the wounds. Again, they, mm -hmm. they seem fine. Um, they seem like a little infected, but they have sealed over. So, you know, what could go wrong? Yes. What could go wrong? This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' logo is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. 
are, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing, Elaine? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Are they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz Nines adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>